Hey, this is The Hard Truth with Tony Schaefer, powered by Six Hour Never Settle. Uh, I've carried a lot of weapons in my life. Uh, the ones I choose to carry uh, are the ones which are the best, and those are Six Hour. I've always got one, literally within arm's length, and I carry them in combat, and I would only want to carry what I wanted to carry in the combat, which was something that worked, and SIG always worked amazingly well and i it's always my choice never settle and we are on the america out loud talk radio network also available on the america out loud podcast network check us out at project sentinel project sentinel.net london center at londoncenter.org facebook twitter youtube rumble and our website project sentinel.net uh, bumper music by my dear friend sheree curry uh, rock and roll legend who gave us the rock and roll oblivion which is what we use as our intro and outro music. Thank you, Cherie. And without further ado, our guest today is David Horowitz. David of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Uh, David has written a book, uh, The Final Battle, uh, which talks about the next election to be the last. And we'll go through that today in great detail. Uh, David, uh, as I mentioned uh, before in our pre-interview, I'm a big fan. I spent a lot of time going through and learning about everything you've said. And the clarity of your message and the facts that you portray as uh, the foundation of your your thinking is 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 uh, important. It's critical. And I'm just curious when I look at the language being used in the media. the The media seems to use language which you know is probably grammatically correct. I mean, when you read read a report in USA Today or see someone on CBS, the language is probably you know, it's it's correct in that the form of verbs and nouns are correct, but the basic content is all badly skewed to the left. Essentially, so much of the content we see in, in mainstream media is essentially propaganda. Let's not lose words. It's the Democratic Party, which the left spent 50 years infiltrating and taking over. Let's not mince words about this left. It's not. It's anti-American. Uh, it's anti-constitution. It hates the Constitution. Um, it's racist uh, and it's criminal. Um, and you rarely hear those words come out of Republican mouths, and that's the biggest problem that we have: that people um, sanitize their language. If you if you just look at the classified documents that Joe. Biden sprinkled all over entities that the Chinese communists, they had already invited the Chinese communists into. Um, the proper way to talk about the Bidens is yeah. that the Bidens made themselves rich beyond their wildest dreams by taking bribes from foreign powers, especially our worst enemies like right. China and Russia. That's the reality. We have a traitor in the White House. Everybody stumbles over that one. Uh, the furthest they'll go is to ask whether he's compromised. Give me a break. I mean, it's just obvious. You don't take in $20, 30000000 million for nothing. Right. These aren't dumping money on you for not doing it. And if you look at his foreign policy, I mean, you know, it's appeasement, appeasement, appeasement. Right. Of uh, a vicious enemy. Right. Including efforts to cover up the fact that China, well, let me say, I came out of the communist movement, uh, not that I was ever a member of the party. My parents were. 
but I had that outlook um, that uh, the Chinese communists, uh, I mean, how shall I put this? My image of the communist Chinese is they sent their military up 10,000 foot mountains in Tibet to destroy monasteries that were a thousand years old. That's how hateful they are. And here we have uh, our government, uh, the Center for Disease Control and Fauci in particular, funding the creation of a biological weapon lab controlled by the Chinese military and the Chinese Communist Party. This is treason at the highest level. Uh, And part of our problem today is that um, why it's very obvious to people who aren't don't have ideological blinders that the left has. Right. Um, who's saying it? And people talk to each other, maybe, but they're not uh, saying it in public. Well, that's part of what I want to cover, because the public discussion is something that's been surprising. Let me just add to that. Yeah. You think the Democrat Party would have any compunction about calling Republicans traitors? They already do. They do. Insurrectionists, traitors. Well, that's the thing. Racists. Right. The Democratic Party lives on racism. Right. And I, no, and look, I always. In the midst of a banking crisis. Yeah. A bank in Silicon Valley gave $5 billion to some climate slush, slush fund that, that's uh, questionable who did right. anything. They gave $73 million to the Black Lives Matter criminal organization that tore up our cities uh, and, and killed scores of people and got the police defunded. Right. Uh, that, that's why they, one of the reasons they went broke. That plus the inflation that Biden has caused by spending our money, people's money, while he's raking in millions from our enemies. Right. That's no, the state of our country. No, there's no doubt. And I agree with you. And I think, let me uh, help illustrate that. Um, regarding China, uh, the Chinese issue, uh, two, three years ago, in 2020, David, I was actually at CPAC and I did an interview with uh, Epoch Times. And I said my assessment of the situation then in March of, two, of 2020, uh, right at the time of the beginning of the pandemic, I said we would come to find that the Chinese probably had a weaponized biological weapons program, a, a program that they actually control, that there's no such thing as private research in China, because there's not. The Chinese government controls everything, and that we would come to find that this was probably done in some form uh, deliberately. And, and that interview was promptly uh, uh, edited uh, to the point it was just taken down. As a matter of fact, I don't think you can find it now, but my, you know, I'm, a, I'm an intelligence officer with over 30 and a half years of work. I've done assessments of similar things, and yet somehow my professional opinion was dangerous. And again, administration is a fascist administration. Yeah. The kind of censorship you see, the kind of intimidation of ordinary citizens for nothing right. uh, is just very familiar from China, Russia, uh, and Nazi Germany. Right. And so, they, and you can have a, a racial scapegoat. Like right. the, uh, the Nazis had the Jews. The Jews actually didn't have the resources right. to fight back the way white people 
will in this country when they get well it's beginning to happen little by little and that so but you you talked about before the fact that so much of this starts at the university level that the the left universities are the source of crisis all the apparatchiks in the democrat party were indoctrinated by marxists in the university and taught to hate their country Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if, if we could just take slavery for a moment here, they're talking about reparations, five million dollars ahead in California, uh, <laughs> to steal from everybody yeah. and give black people because of their skin color. Um, if you want reparations, sue the Confederacy. Yes. You don't sue the government that sacrificed 360,000 mainly white lives right. to free the slaves and spent God knows how much money in, in, in national treasure right. to support its troops. And California and, was never a Confederate state. In slavery yeah. uh, for 70 years. Um, almost every slave was in, that shipped to the United States was enslaved by black Africans in Africa and mm-hmm. sold at slave auctions. Right. It's only because white Christian males led by Wilberforce and Thomas Jefferson insisted that all men are created equal and have a God-given right to liberty, that black people are free. Right. Every black in America owes their freedoms and their well-being. They're the richest black community in the world, including all of Africa and and the Black West Indies. So the world is so upside down and the Democrat Party is the carrier of this racist bias whose true aim is to destroy respect for the Constitution and all the laws and principles it established that made this country great. We are in an existential fight for our lives and, and the existential threat is the Democratic Party. Yeah, no, I want to help illustrate that with some of the other examples regarding Obama and some of the speeches. Now, uh, as the audience knows, I know from the inside that the green movement is simply an extension uh, of the Marxist concepts because they've taken the science that should be uh, basic and understanding that plastics are damaging the environment, that you don't want to do uh, strip mining because it destroys the environment. But the whole green energy movement has become essentially a religion that they use to drive uh, all of their goodness. And uh, ultimately, they're seeking a, a utopian state where everybody's equal, there's no crime, there's no nothing, and it's having the opposite effect. Is that, is that kind of where they want to go? It's all about them feeling virtuous while yeah. they're incredibly destructive. Yes. Incredibly destructive. And, and the, the, the reason they're destructive is because if you if you disagree with their conclusions, you can't you can't engage them in a reasonable discussion because right. they're going to call you names and shut you down. So that's one of the points I wanted to bring up is because Obama, President Obama, had uh, used some interesting language, which helps illustrate your point. One of the things he always talked about is fair. Is this fair or fairness? You know what? And, and so he always talked about a fairer world. David, what does that even mean? I mean, it's like how do you know Obama's lips? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, 
but but people listen to him, and that's the thing. Is like, what is well, that? Well, there's a sucker born every minute. I yeah. believe. Famous American statement. And another another phrase he used in his speech was, uh, "We we are seeking a quote more generous world." Unquote. What does that mean? What does it mean? A, a more generous world. I mean, it I can't means, even put up my mind around that. It means you can defame people who are incredibly successful and creative, like Elon Musk, because the result of his creativity and genius is that he has a lot of money. Right. That's what it means. Well, and that's and then of course they go anytime that the rules or laws are against them, they complain that the norms are being violated or their values are being violated. Uh, David, I don't know of anybody who has less values than people on the left, and yet or, they, they use this or, or more contempt for norms. Yeah, and I, I don't get how they get away with it. And I guess that's that's my, criminals. Well, that's my uh, next point. I could, we could spend an hour go, just going over all the criminal things that Biden has done. Right. Well, this, this we can talk about some of that. Because it lies about everything. Right. And he gets away with it. Nobody seems to call him out. I don't well, he gets away with it because they're all in the same ideological closet um, where they don't break ranks. They look. There's a war going on. Unfortunately, conservatives are just beginning to get engaged in it. But the left has been at war since its creation in the 19th century. Right. If you are a leftist, you're a radical. You don't believe in the laws. Right. You, you, it's, I, it's very hard for conservative people to understand this. But there's nobody who is woke, nobody who's a progressive, who has any respect for the law. Right. They're out to change the laws, and they're out to do it by illegal meaning, means. If they were about changing the law by legal means, they wouldn't be radicals. They would be reformers. Right. But their self-image is that of people who have contempt for the foundations of our culture and our legal system and our, and our laws. Well, that's why they're so dangerous. Right. They'll do anything. They destroyed our borders unconstitutionally and illegally. Right. They put a woman on the Supreme Court, Ketanji Brown Jackson, who's a critical race theorist, which means that she thinks that the Constitution is a white supremacist document, even though it doesn't use the words. The words white and black don't appear in the Constitution. And America was not a racist country. If it were, there wouldn't have been 500,000 free blacks right. on the eve of the Civil War. America is responsible for the freedom of every black citizen in this country right. who's descended from slaves. And uh, a show of gratitude is necessary for that. Instead, they're suing not the Confederacy, which enslaved blacks, but they're suing the government, the federal government, which sacrificed 360,000 white, mainly white lives, not all, but mainly white lives to free the slaves. Right. This is such a travesty. Only, you know, patriots don't have the microphones yet. They don't have the platform. Well, I was going to say, in addition to that, in California and in San Francisco, where they're doing this, San Francisco and California were never a Confederate state, so it's even more ironic. There's never slavery there. Yeah, I know. 
It was, and there wasn't slavery in Virginia in 1619, like the New York Times says. Right. Those were indentured servants. Right. So in my example, obviously, which I, I like going back to because I have a degree in environmental studies, they're using this green movement, the, the bastardization of science to benefit countries which are out to destroy us. And, and you and I both know, uh, David, that China is not going to abide by any climate agreements. Biden has been touting this whole thing. The entire uh, in Inflation Reduction Act was a, a Trojan horse to get all this green, green New Deal Marxist stuff into the into the economy, where you're now spending money to basically devalue uh, our economic system, basically doing things to reduce the value of the dollar and then finding ways to control and, and limit energy, which limits our economic growth and giving advantage to our enemies. Radicals who are destroyers. Right. And the first task is to destroy the existing excuse me, society. Right. They need apocalyptic scenarios. Exactly. And Rosa Luxemburg gave had a famous, she was a leftist Marxist, famous saying in the 20s, socialism or barbarism. They always made it an alternative between communism and fascism, although those are the same system. Um, so if it's the, the, the end of the planet, or listen to us, the basic thing is people on the left can't handle a discussion about the facts. Right. So they need big labels that demonize their opponents to shut them down. That's all they do. So <clears throat> to David, to that point, we're getting close to I really want to emphasize the book. What do we do? Because uh, at this point, I speak out, you speak out. Uh, a lot of folks are uh, seeing what's going on. How do we get to wake up? I will say I think that Donald Trump has done the greatest service to this country and to pay the patriotic cause by creating the first mass conservative movement in the history of the country. There must be millions of people who've attended his rallies right. and follow him. And um, when I came into the right over 40 years ago, first thing I did was look around and I said, where's the ground army? All my ex-comrades on the left had organizations, all these issue organizations, which they used to harass bank presidents, the CEOs of corporations, politicians, philanthropic executives, and intimidate them into adopting leftist views of things. Right. Um, by intimidation, I mean, you know, Sharpton and Jesse Jackson made fortunes and extorting from companies by a threat. If you don't put $4 million in our pockets, um, we're going to boycott you and call you racist. Right. That's how the country was transformed with these kind of tactics that all the leftist organizations do it. So, David, you were just telling us about the Donald Trump effort and how important it is for uh, his By courage. creating a, a ground arm. Right. Right. He has created a force that's able to confront them. When they steal elections, when they get yep. postal workers to stuff ballot boxes, um, 
Trump supporters who are obviously uh, uh, the Trump organization, I assume, has done its homework and got lists of people and can contact them. Those millions of people can go out and monitor the election sites. It's just one example. Yeah. Uh, and they can put pressure uh, on politicians um, to counteract the pressure the left is putting on them. Uh, and I, I think that that's one incredibly positive development. Uh, the second is the revolt of parents in the schools. Yeah. Uh, if you would ask me, as I, I, I was brought up by card-carrying communists. Um, if you had asked me in the 60s how I would describe my politics, I would have said I was a Marxist revolutionary. But if the left had tried anything as Nazi-like as these experiments on pre-pubescent and pubescent children to alter their sexual identities and their bodies for life to do permanent damage evil. to them, it's pure evil. I would, I, I would have revolted against that. I would never have endorsed that. So yeah. the left has steadily degenerated over time is what's happened. But I think it's an effort to undermine the very social constructs and strength that we had as a nation, David. I think that's what they're they're working to do, and and I, I, they're amazing. Well, I, I have to tell you, these these people are delusional. Yes, they think they're changing the world. You know, the the Russians were creating a new man and a new woman because socialism is so contrary to human character. It's it inevitably leads to a totalitarian state. I have a motto on my website. It says, inside every progressive is a totalitarian screaming to get out. <laughs> well, they, even, they even want to control your pronouns. No doubt. Uh, they think they're actually creating new beings. And it gives them, in a perverse way, the solace of a religion. That they're present at the creation of the world. It gives their lives meaning. And that's why you can't you can't detach them from the left for that reason, and because all their friends will. I lost every single friend that I had when I was thirty five, because I voted for Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I mean literally every single one. Wow. So well, clearly we have our work. And by the way, my pronouns are apocalypse now. Just if anybody's curious. So I, I think that's a good way of approaching it. So we've been talking today with David Horowitz, his book, Final Battle, The Next Election Could Be the Last. Uh, David, uh, that's available on Amazon and, and uh, where books are sold. Uh, well, Costco. And what's that? Oh, Costco, yeah. I, I like Costco. I go to them. So, it's just not available in little bookstores that the left owns. Well, that that's or, books too, so, you know. So, but I appreciate your time and, and sharing this with us. I'd like to have you back to talk in more detail about China and the environmental movement, because David, I, I think that's the other area which the American public have been completely buffaloed, even our side. I mean, you had, I, I know Republicans who well, sometimes- The Chinese, they, they, are, to real. they no, sealed I mean, yeah. buildings. It's insane. Five million people, that's families. No, I know. They think nothing of murdering 25 million people. No. 
So anyway, so that's all we've got to today at the first half of the show. David, again, I'd like to have you come back, David Horowitz. And we'll have you back sometime soon. So that's it for the first January 6th, too. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah, more more coming on that soon. So anyway, everybody stand by. Again, this is uh, The Hard Truth of Tony Schaefer, uh, brought to you, powered by Six Hour on the America Out Loud radio network. We'll be back for sec part two of our, our broadcast very soon. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan, a plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Hey, welcome back to The Hard Truth with Tony Schaefer, powered by Six Hour Never Settle. And I do mean that. I always uh, have a SIG within arm's length, and I'm not joking. Uh, I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I carried what what worked, and SIG always worked very well for me. So uh, here we are. And also, we are on the America Out Loud talk radio network, also available on America Out Loud podcast network. And we are Project Sentinel, projectsentinel.net. Project uh, Sentinel is our new think tank that focuses on constitutional issues relating to both uh, freedom and uh, national security. LondonCenter.org, uh, London Center for Policy Research is uh, the organization we use and do hardcore policy for those folks who like hardcore policy, which there are people like that out there. God bless them. And then, of course, we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, and, of course, <clears throat> all the other social media outlets to include uh, uh, our own websites, which I've mentioned. So here we are right now, part two of the show. Uh, we're just uh, wrapping up and discussing the final battle. The next election could be the last by David Horowitz. Uh, and then we're going to have our our uh, intrepid panel come in and talk about uh, the interview. First off, uh, first time on the show is Jay Homnick. Jay is uh, a senior fellow with the London Center for Policy Research, a Project Sentinel. Uh, uh, I, I don't know even what we call people at Project Sentinel yet, but we'll figure it out as we go. And Elizabeth Bre- Breckenkamp, uh, ever, ever vivacious, not as vivacious as Chris, but she's vivacious. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. She's working on it. And then, of course, Chris, the, the, uh, the effervescent Chris Cordani, uh, back from his uh, latest uh, extension of working the 80s. I think uh, he's like uh, the doctor in, uh, in Back to the Future, right? I think you've got your own little, uh, your own little uh, DeLorean, uh, car, your, your own there little you time travel car. That's right. Uh, unless you're actually... you get your own DeLorean that you travel back and forth from the 80s in. Exactly. Uh, unless you're referring to me as really being Jim Ignatowski. In, in that case, that might be a little rough. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think of, I can't remember what name he played in, in Star Trek. It, Doc uh, Brown. Oh, wait, that's right. I was thinking Doc Brown. No, he was, he played, uh, that really evil Klingon that killed, uh, Oh yes. Son. That's right. Right. Yeah. And he You're just, the Star he, Trek guy. That's right. That's right. So, so, <laughs> I think that was Star Trek three, the, 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 the search for Spock where J- 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 Jim Mignatowski became a Klingon. And I'd like to figure out how that happened. I don't know how they do that, but that's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, the anyway. 80s, huh? The, the 80s was a time in politics uh, where all kinds of old characters long forgotten, like a fellow named uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. Uh, a 1988 a, a presidential class. candidate, right? There we go. <laughs> and and he was uh, caught uh, using other people's material. Uh, an honest man like him, it was really a, an and honest he, And he stole someone else's hair plugs, too, and had them plugged in his head. No, but this time, he, this time he figured out the solution was just not the campaign. So what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need material. Well, let's start with uh, President Biden, because I think it's a good place. So one of the things that David Horowitz did uh, correctly bring up is that uh, lying Biden. Biden. Biden is always lying. And it's isn't it? That's a true statement, by the way. That mm-hmm. is true. So why, why is it, Jay, as I start with you, since you're the first, uh, this is your first appearance. Why is it the media doesn't pay attention to anything Biden says when he lies. Well, at this point in time, that's not a question anymore. About 10 years ago, that might have been a question. At this point in time, the media is mostly lying about everything. 
Well, so you can't really expect them to be horrified to hit at somebody's line. And that's a very unfortunate fact. But if you watch Matt Taibbi and the other fellow in front of Congress last week, which uh, they're left-wingers, but they're real honest journalists, like the last few of yeah. the dying breed. I did and, watch those hearings. And the, and the hardcore leftist Congress people are, are ranking them out, uh, you know, because they're too honest. So, well, doesn't, yes. that, doesn't that illustrate what David is saying then? Basically, he's saying that the entire Democrat Party has become fascists. And and that the demonstration of Matt Taibbi and uh, the questioning, they were the, the Congress members are going after they're using personal attacks, not factual uh, in, inquiry, and they're basically trying to say as long as speech is suppressed and it benefits us, we don't care. Is that is that accurate from what you saw? Absolutely, no question about it. That's exactly what we saw, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll take it a step further. Yeah. We actually are willing to celebrate false reporting if it's on their side, whereas they will condemn true reporting if it's on the other side. Exactly. Well, so, yeah, Elizabeth, so what, how do you, you're, you're, you're a member of the, you're a retired member of the, of the Army, and mm-hmm. you've done a lot of media stuff. So how do you then think that, that we should deal with a media that, that is uh, basically inflaming uh, the, the public by, not being truthful, that basically I would argue that they not only do a disservice to the public, they actually create conditions for, dare I say this overused word, uh, jeopardizing democracy, even though we have a republic just saying. How do we deal with that since they clearly are not committed to the truth? I It, it is frustrating. Um, um, I know I haven't met Jay before, but I worked with Tony um, in the Armour Reserve. Uh, I was I retired about two years ago, so I have most of my time in my 29 years was as a journalist. And I, I think the best thing to do is to not play nice, you know, like, um, like Tony and, um, uh, David were referring to that. So I think one of the biggest problems is like you said, the left gets away with what all the crap they say. And the media says all kinds of crap. They shouldn't be saying it's, it's false. But when you say a lie over and over and over again, as you know, people, people who don't use their brains actually start to believe that it's true, which brings me back to, you can't play nice with them. They're not going to play nice with us. And that's really one of the main reasons why they were so inflamed when Trump actually became president in 2016. They couldn't believe it. And he didn't play nice. He played their game the same way they played it. And oh, they were incensed. It's like being, to me, it reminds me of being on the playground when you're a kid and all the bullies are pushing you around and the kids who are, push they just kind of go and they go over in a corner and they just play by themselves like that's just that's just ignore the bullies well that that doesn't help and that one kid who gets pushed around they push him back and that's trump you know and he knows how to play their game and i think the best thing to do is just keep speaking the truth and keep exposing what their their lies for what they are and the the important thing is when we are speaking truth we have evidence to support it like uh, like um, David was saying, they don't know how to have an intelligent debate. I don't mind debating someone. If you have an opposing opinion, that's fine. Just give me evidence to support your claim. They can't do it. Even with my own son. I know I was telling Tony this before. They can't do it. My son, he's 36. He thinks he's so intelligent because he's paid all this money in a bachelor's, a master's. He has a second master's. 
And he, he refuses to have any kind of debates about AOC or anything right. on the Green New Deal because he doesn't have evidence to support any of it. And so right. they just want to shut you down. But don't be afraid. You have to be bold. You have to be bold and just be up in their face the same way they're in your face. And eventually, I think more and more people will start to listen to us. Well, I think that's the thing. So, again, for the audience to, to remember, I do have a degree in environmental studies. Uh, I've studied it. It's a fraud. Uh, the way the left has portrayed it, there are environmental issues. Uh, we have to examine geologic time, the, the, the time mm -hmm. that the, the earth, for example, oxygen. Oxygen is a, is a derivative of organic life. If we did not have organic life, we would not have oxygen. Oxygen is not something that, natural, that, that happens naturally in, a, in the universe easily. And the fact that we have it, we, we, we are sustained by that. Uh, nobody seems to pay attention to because we do want CO2 to exist. CO2 actually is part of that uh, that biologic process, mm -hmm. and it's plant food. The actual processes which have driven the planet to be habitable need to continue. And the very element of of uh, the target of the left, CO2, carbon, you know, is the thing that actually has made the planet habitable. So literally, these people are so nuts, as David says, that they don't understand the very thing they're targeting are one of the key components which has made this planet as habitable as it is. And it's not, it is not endangering the planet. It's actually helping drive the processes which make it safe for us to live on. And I think it's interesting mm -hmm. that the left has so bastardized this to make people believe that somehow a gas is the enemy of our existence. It's, it's insane. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, over to you for a second. What I did you? ask these questions of, of David, and I want, you to, I want you to comment too. So uh, I, I, I did quote... Uh, Obama. And I yeah. want to ask you this question because you've, you've been around a long time. What is the term when you hear someone say our, our goal is a quote unquote more generous world? What does that even mean? A more it, generous world. It's a manipulative statement. And uh, this is uh, in the middle of what we call the rise of the pseudo intellectual. Okay? Yeah. The emotionalist, if you will, the people who think they're smart because a, peeper, a piece of paper may tell them so. But right. they suffer from lack of quality education. It's yeah. no, it's no uh, secret that America's grades, uh, America's grades and the, the youth grades, grades in math and science have gone down over the last many decades. But their self-esteem has gone up. The uh, the number of uh, of touchy feely, uh, politically correct uh, classes and and uh, and lessons, including the new uh, CRT based lessons, go up. Right. And the intellectual capacity goes down, but these people still Everybody seem gets to a think trophy. they're very Yay. smart. But having said that, when emotions and feelings matter more than intellectual capacity, when President Obama, the hero of the uh, left, the, the pretty boy, says, we all must be more generous and we all must be more this or that, they follow up by saying, well, then it seems and feels nice. Right. But then who's generous? Is it you yourself? Is it the person? No, they're, they're special. It's the, it's the taxpayers that are overly generous. Look what's going on with Ukraine. Right. Uh, it, the, the big joke, uh, you heard Matt Gates a couple, uh, was it last week or the week before? He was uh, doing some tests. He, he was uh, he was at a hearing saying, hold on a second. We have people who are worried about retirement. There, there are 75-year-olds working at grocery stores. Meanwhile, the U.S. is paying for Ukraine pensions. Right. More pensions in Ukraine. We can't keep doing that. It, it, it's this is a uh, it, it's it's hitting a critical mass. And I'm, right. I'm not saying it's the same exact thing, but we see it when it comes to the the, the bank, uh, the bank situation we have right. right now. 
Mm-hmm. So, well, we'll get into that in a second, but let's right. let's continue the, the the foundational discussion of where we're yes. at. So, Chris, you're a 1980s music guy, right? Yes, you, you've back, got back from my you got the outfits. So, there's a group <laughs> called uh, Shriekback. Are you familiar with that group, Shriekback? My spine, my dear sir, is the baseline. So, so <laughs> one of their songs is Nemesis. I love that song, by the way. They've had kind of a resurgence recently too. One of the lyrics in that song. Uh, is this, and I'm going to quote it exactly, but you know evil is an exact science of being carefully correctly wrong. Carefully correctly. <laughs> right. Huh. Now, let me read that again because I want the audience to internalize. This is an, an 80s song, right, Chris? I'm, I'm not lying about that, am I? Yeah, it, it is. It's it's true. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for so those who don't know, you asked me the question, so. <laughs> and I got it. This was good. Validation. And the, so, the guy with the jacket is right. again. I know very few again. things. So that's right. So, but <laughs> let me see it again because I want the audience to really under, internalize this. But you know, evil is an exact science of being carefully correctly wrong. So, in other words, the Democrats are this, right? I mean, they 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 are carefully and correctly wrong for purposes of upending society, right? I mean, am I missing something here? No, but they're louder. That's they're the louder. Thing. They're louder. And they don't have and they and they don't have exactly. good lyrics like this either. By the way, so just saying. This is something that David Horowitz has not just come up with this year or in recent yeah. days. He's been touting this for over a decade, maybe even more than that. 30, the yeah, idea: years, let's right. not wimp out, fight fire with fire. Tony, you do that. If anybody's seen Tony's <laughs> Twitter fights, you have to follow Tony on Twitter. By mm-hmm. the way, yes, you, do. you don't do that. It's at t uh, underscore s underscore p underscore o underscore o underscore. Why? Oh, I think I yeah. got it right. At T-Spooky, spooky, yes. <laughs> and yeah, no. it's, it's, I get in a lot of trouble over there. I got my account back after after trolling Ray Epps, just saying. But yes, but I think we, we all agree then, and Jay, back to you then on this, that, that the left, the progressive left, has, is essentially trying to deconstruct the very society and the fabric of, of, of our country that has kept it together. Why is it that uh, you and David are a few folks in, of the Jewish faith who've woken up most of uh, the folks in the Jewish faith seem to be completely uh, committed to the, the progressive left. Why, why, are you, why are you guys enlightened and everyone else is not? Well, I hate to say it. Uh, I know you patted me on the back to start this off. So, you, you know, you. Well, I, you I know. always I ask you the same question and I, and I always. I mean, but I, I, I want to try to avoid patting myself on the back. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't want to get a cramp either. But. <laughs> but I, I hate to say it, but and I know Norman Podhoritz years ago said something like this, but there's a variation, which is basically that, uh, and then G.K. Chesterton said it on the Christian side. Basically, if you give up religion, you don't go into uh, an absence. You you have to fill the space with something. The human being has to be impassioned, has to believe in something, has to be working for something. And so if you... whether through a function of education or, or personal discovery, if the Jewish religion means something to you, and I'm not saying you have to be one particular way of being a Jew, there's a lot of ways of being a Jew, but if if, if you study it, you have a relationship with it, and, and you feel it means something to you, then you're, you're much less likely to buy into other uh, fantasy conceptions of reality because right. you, you feel grounded. You, I mean, you, have, you know where you're coming from. You know what your duties are. You know what your you know, you have pride in what your grandparents did and what the great scholars did. But if you all of a sudden, if you're a Jew, you're sitting stuck in the 21st century, and there's, there's 
uh, if you look at my cells, you know, there's books and books from Jewish scholars of all the ages, but it means nothing to you. All of that is gone. You know, Maimonides. But, but, but let me ask so you. Much. So you, 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 you're trapped in this little world. You're trying to mm -hmm. fix it somehow. You, that much you retain. You're supposed to fix the world. You don't know how. So you drift into these wacky. Yeah, but I know. But you, but you, your, your culture, your, your people have come from uh, Nazi Germany and were almost exterminated. That was the goal. And, mm -hmm. and same with and the Soviet Union, where the Jews were not well loved. I'm just saying it's the truth. I mean, well, so I, I so I don't understand. No, let me, let me finish the question. So, but then you know, you all come here, and then that that not you, but you know, most of the folks in your faith right. embrace the very thing they want. They walked away from. Well. I want to share something with you, an experience I had just yesterday. This is not, you know, it's a brand new experience. Uh, because, you know, as you know, I've written a book uh, called Bullet In From Sinai, right. which explains the biblical basis for the Second Amendment mm -hmm. from a Jewish perspective. Right. And so yesterday I had a, a meeting with a fellow who runs a Jewish Second Amendment club. And he told me that his own grandmother, who's a Holocaust victim, it's hard for her to... Uh, connect to his gun club because when she was trapped under the floorboards with her life on the line and the Nazi lieutenant was standing up there and talking to the to the people who owned the home who were hiding her and she could see through the floorboards the 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 gun the rifle was pointing down with the, with the with the circle and that circle seemed to her like just being dead you know the 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 the, the butt of the right, not the butt, I'm sorry, the, the where the rifle suits from. Right. So, Earl. so but, but that was so perfectly dramatized because she is getting the wrong lesson from the story. Obviously, if evil people have the gun, then that's when you're in danger. When the right. good people have the gun, that's when you're safe. There's no vision of a world without the gun. Not yet. Maybe after the Messiah. But right. in the current iteration of the world, the good guys have to have the guns, otherwise the good guys are going down. So she she experienced it, was traumatized by it, and the trauma actually scares her about the gun rather than making the connection. No, give the gun to the good guy. Yep, mm -hmm. that's right. I agree. Well, that is part that's of the solution. Yeah. Speaking of I good agree. guys with the gun, though, it's time for Tony's Take, brought to you by <laughs> Sig Sauer. Sig Sauer, that's right. I'm, I'm Today I'm featuring my Legion 220 carry, which is... Uh, that's lovely. Favorite. Yeah, it's it is, is a, a nice piece. A nice piece, yes. Uh, so I do carry Sig. This is one of my favorites. Like I said, the Sig, three twenty Legion uh, carry. As you can see, the barrel is a little bit shorter, so you can pull it out more rapidly. So there you go. There's the the gun for the day. Just for <laughs> all right. Brought to you by Six Hour. Okay, Chris. What are what are my takes? And as Six Hour brings you Tony's take, here's take number one. Joe one. Biden patting himself on the back over a new executive order as he wants out there. <laughs> he has a phone, he has a pen, and with that, you don't have a Second Amendment. So Joe, uh, Beijing Joe, uh, Lion, <laughs> Lion Biden, I don't know, what what are we calling him today? Anyway, bubble-headed Biden. Yeah, bubble-headed so Biden, there we go. Mr. Biden has decided that he's going to to basically illegally uh, attempt to use his executive authority to either even further suppress the Second Amendment and the rights of individual citizens who have done nothing wrong. Uh, they're doing it across the board, as we know right now that the ATF is going after braces. Uh, I have, you know, like I've got a brace uh, on one of my weapons. It's uh, for purposes of helping 
shoot the weapon more accurately. That's all it does. It doesn't do anything. It's a piece of plastic. And now he's trying to say that, quote, unquote, universal background checks are now pretty much uh, the required. So that's redundant because most places now require a background check if you purchase a weapon. Mm -hmm. It's no big deal. Uh, what they what they're trying to get at is generational weapon transfers. For example, my son and I are, have a, a gun trust and we can exchange weapons. Uh, we have weapons in the trust. They want to make it so that I could not provide my son or, or to uh, if we were like living as neighbors, theoretically, he'd want to stop me from being able to provide one of you a weapon. And I was like, as far as I'm concerned, I should be able to give you a weapon if I so choose. Why should I why should I uh, not do that? And, right. and that's that's the bottom line. I, I'm, I'm sure all three of you are not felons. I, I can go on the record and on this moment and say, I know neither, none of you have committed a felony. Mm -hmm. Therefore, why could, why should I have to do anything except, yeah, here's the gun or you can buy it from me. They're trying to infringe on a very basic right, which, uh, which we need to be reminded is that we are the militia. And that's the other thing that people tend to forget. The reason that we're supposed to all be armed is because ultimately if something happens to the United States, we all have to be the ones in service to the nation to, to, to defend it. And the, the, they wrote the Second Amendment with that in mind. And so Biden, every time he says, oh, and he said he wants to get rid of assault weapons. Jay, back to you on this, because assault weapons, <laughs> the assault weapons come from the term Sturm Gewehr. Sturm Gewehr is the STG 44 that Adolf Hitler personally named. So I'm always fascinated by the fact that the left, to include uh, Beijing Joe Biden, uses a term that was personally created by Adolf Hitler. Only the only the Democrats would be willing to adopt for their political political purposes uh, a, a name that Adolf Hitler came up with and uses uh, routinely. Not that Hitler used it routinely, but Joe Biden does, just saying. I mean, not that they're the same. Well, maybe they are, but, you know, it's not really <laughs> National Socialist not Party, my job. what do you expect? There you go. Oh. <laughs> and cool. keep in mind, though, and here's where I want your the second part of your take on this, Yes. Uh, Joe Biden also patted himself on the back by strengthening or his idea for strengthening uh, red flag laws. Now, we know that nobody wants a psychopath to hold a gun right. and start shooting it around. That's but correct. we've seen this. We saw it with a Google whistleblower. Red flag laws can be abused and will be abused, right. especially when power goes into the wrong hands. And I, I, I will contend that power is in the wrong hands now. And I don't trust these guys with a decision as to whether you are sane enough to hold a gun or not. So I don't believe that the state should have the power uh, to preemptively uh, take your rights away. Uh, this was, uh, uh, there's a thing called, uh, what was the thing, the movie with Tom Cruise? Um, where they Vanilla basically, Sky? Huh? I'm kidding. Vanilla Sky. No, it's not Top <laughs> It was uh, the one with Future Crime, um, a Minority Report. A Minority Report. Minority That's Report. Cool. And I, I encourage people to watch it. It's good sci-fi. I like Tom Cruise. He, I, I've never met the guy, but he seems like a nice tough guy. It makes good movies, you know, obviously. And Minority Report is from, I think it's from a series of science fiction books that were done by uh, uh, the same person that did um, Blade Runner, uh, mm -hmm. basically kind of looking at the dystopian futures of how technology and concepts can be bastardized and, 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 and used inappropriately. So in this case, uh, I think it's Philip K. Dick. Am, am I am I correct on that, Chris? That I would not know. I'd have to look anyway, that one so up. Anyway, so I think it's I think oh. Philip K. Dick wrote the novelette for uh, the Minority Report. Anyway, point being, if when you watch it, it turns out that, uh, surprise, surprise, the system was corrupted. And uh, mm -hmm. they figured out a way to actually get someone who was innocent to be looking guilty uh, as part of the process. So that's what worries me about red flag laws is that 
the moment you give power to the state, especially Democrats who cannot be trusted with power, you have the potential for them to misuse that authority because you say something or do something they don't like. And therefore, all of a sudden, you're being accused of something you didn't do or being, uh, you know, your weapons being removed because you, in your in your view, you, you did something crazy. And being crazy in their view is, oh, my God, you support the Constitution. That's crazy. Oh, my goodness, you're going against a woman's right to choose because you want to save the fetus. That's crazy. Their version of crazy is not our version of crazy. And that's what <laughs> I'm, I'm. No, I'm serious. I mean, that's, that's, that's the true. thing we have to be concerned about is that their de definition of crazy is literally insanity. Uh, they, they, anything that they, they push as, as, as uh, sane is definitely insanity. What we, what we believe is rational thought, they believe is something they need to attack. And that, that's what they're going to use red, red flag laws to do is go after those who politically oppose them. Just saying. Well, I think, I think this shows you that a lot of things that start off innocent, you, you really have to oppose them when they come out. Yeah. Because, because the idea of the Baker Act uh, essentially is that you can take someone's constitutional rights away for 72 hours and throw them into a, a place to be observed for mental health. Uh, and now you're just doing the same thing with the gun, essentially. So we really, we made the mistake of not fighting the Baker Act. Right. And it's, they're using the same structure, essentially. Right. We do have a few more minutes, and I need your take on this one. We all know that the uh, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank collapsed. That's right. That's they had right. their hands in uh, at, at quite a few different things, and mm -hmm. we'll deal with that. But I want your take because the media just jumped out. The apologists jumped out and blamed Donald Trump, which is definitely not true, considering what uh, SVB has been doing and uh, and where they've been putting their money. So uh, first off, Barney Frank was one of, on, on one of the uh, failed institutions. I've been on the air with him a couple of times on Newsmax. Barney was part of the folks who wrote the new laws, the... Uh, the whole set of laws which were supposed to preclude another 2006, 2000, what was it, 2008, the disaster? The Dodd-Frank bill was 2008, uh, yes. And so so much of the of the bank, as a matter of fact, the one, the, the Silicon Valley Bank, only one person on that board was a banker. That's a, that's a red flag. It's like, uh, maybe if you're on a bank board, you want to have experience with banking, maybe? I mean, a little, maybe, I don't know. But I'm just saying that this was uh, this was this was meant to happen. It had nothing to do with Donald Trump. It had everything to do with uh, with woke wokeisms and and insanity of of putting people who are more politically reliable as woke at vanguards than they are competent technicians to understand how to run a bank. I think they flushed their money, uh, flushed a lot of money down the Green New Deal toilet. They did, and it, and, and and trust me, it, it stinks to high heaven because you know septic systems don't take. New Green Deal dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've become antiseptic. Oh. oh, uh, oh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Jay, uh, I, I do go back to Nazi Germany in that, you know, so much of what's going on right now, this, this state control of banks and, and all this really does echo what's going on right now. You have so much government trying to influence control of banks. And, well, and, and never, it's, never it's, let a good crisis dangerous. go to waste. Very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, they, they love it when they, you know, the government is has tentacles and they're waiting for a little weakness anywhere where they can grab another piece. Right. And that's how. So, and so, Jay, don't don't grab anything and don't let them grab you. You 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 stay independent out there, right? Uh, and don't uh, grab uh, twenty eight year olds either. We had that discussion uh, the other day too, right? Uh, no, no twenty eight year olds. Uh, I. I I, right. I'm unfortunately trapped because I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world. 
I can't really justify it to myself to go cheating on us. Good for you. Congratulations. That's Mazel right. That's the right Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. <laughs> Mazel Tov. All right. So that's it. We're wrapping it up. This, this has been another great program today of the Hard Truth of Tony Schaefer. I've been joined by my colleagues and friends, uh, Jay Homnick, Chris Cordani, and Elizabeth Breckenkamp. We'll be back. Uh, well, some of us will be ne- back next week if nobody gets fired. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> and that me. I'm always on the chopping block. Who knows what might happen? Uh, so this has been the Hard Truth. We were powered by Six Hour Never Settle. As I said, today was featuring my... Uh, P320, compact 45, by the way, 45 caliber, great weapon, great great round. And we are uh, on the America Out Loud talk radio network, also available on the America Out Loud podcast, podcast network. Check us out, projectsentinel.net, londoncenter.org, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, and all the other social media sites that we're on. So again, thank you uh, all for joining us today on uh, The Hard Truth, and we'll be back very soon.